Hello and welcome to Dad and Sons, a podcast about talking about video games and, and movies and animus, because that's what passes for entertainment these days. I'm George Weedman. I'm Liam. I'm Matt. Hello! <laughs> can you hear that <laughs> echo? <laughs> the couches come soon. We can. The couches come it's, soon. Yeah. But it doesn't sound bad. It sounds like one of those kind of soothing, calming echoes, like like when you're kind of in your head imagining a, a little garden when, when things are just like being real stressful, when you're reading the comments on your YouTube poop, and then you just need a beautiful echoey voice to, to tell you things are going to be okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys watch it by chance? I started watching it, but I, um, I didn't get a chance to I was, finish it. I started watching it, too. <laughs> <laughs> very, uh, very, very div- divisive reception with this one. I will admit, I spent more time reading the comments than watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, so I mean, are you guys familiar with YouTube poop, with, with the concept of it? I will admit, sort of. I had to Google what it actually meant, like... I know God, it was like I can't some believe form you guys. of mashup. No, I knew it was like some yeah. form of mashup, but I, I wanted to see how how <laughs> nail hit on head you had gotten with it. Um, so I, I googled the definition, and it didn't really clear up any uh, questions yeah. I had. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of. Of, of of the poops when I was all through college I'd watch like hours of, of people like editing King of the Hill and Spongebob to be these disgusting alternate world like like amalgamation versions of themselves and I really appreciate that kind of sense of humor like the, editing a video to say something that it never in any instance whatsoever would have ever said in the first place is something that I find inherently funny it's like like, like, comedy is uh, supposed to be the juxtaposition of people breaking rules of society that are arbitrary and contradictory in the retrospect as seen throughout the comedy routine. And YouTube poops, they, like, transform uh, the, 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 the sacred narrative linearity of videos into a malleable joke form, which is something that's been kind of locked out of technology for, for the past... Hundred years of video up until the internet made made pirated copies of Vegas show up on the Pirate Bay for free, and people just started making this crap. I don't know. It strikes me as like a cyberpunk version of folk art in a weird way. Um, or is that is that is that me trying to grasp too hard, trying to defend my uh, my video that's literally called YouTube poop? I mean, you do like garbage. <laughs> I do. Does that equate to him making garbage, Matt? Well. Uh, not necessarily, but maybe does George, he... Does George consider it a success if, because he likes, quote, garbage, <laughs> if he makes, quote, garbage, is that a successful video? Oh my god. I that... think in his eyes it might. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna have to come up with a scheme to explain this video in the future. The thing then. is, I started watching it, and I was intrigued by the prospect, because I'd never really watched this sort of genre let's call it let's be kind a genre of youtube uh videos uh but then i noticed it was 17 minutes long (laughs) and i will admit three times during the start of the video i thought my internet was stuttering oh my god yeah you 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 really you fooled me three times 
didn't know then like like the style it's 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 kind of like it's the freeform jazz of video editing <laughs> the interpretive dance of youtube editing you stretch that footage any which way you want and try to make a dance come out on the other end that is somehow like i feel like because i'm not really an editor per se and i don't particularly make videos anymore i feel like it's the complete antithesis to what matt would make <laughs> Like, it's the absolute polar opposite of what Matt would make. Like, Matt would be caught dead before making it, it, such a video. Matt, if if you had to break character to make a joke, <laughs> to express your sense of humor, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what would you do? What would, what would be your medium? Matt, would so you break speak? your artistic vision? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I'm that deep. Uh, I, if if I were to make a YouTube poop, I would probably <laughs> make it um digestible. The majority on could me? watch it. It's still a poop. It still makes no sense, but it it it's good to the ears. You know, it doesn't like just you know. Oh my god! Stick, you guys stick a sword through it, and you're like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> what's what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> I mean, I didn't do any of that, like, super loud, blowing out your speakers, LOL jokes in this one, because that's not... What, what are you talking what, about? What, what, was, what was the knife in your ears? Well, I, I don't know, like... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not talking about yours. Well, okay, if we were to talk about yours specifically, like, in the <laughs> beginning with, with Reggie, like, I, I... There is a part that was funny where you're sliding the direct <laughs> thing over. That was funny. But the, oh, the part oh, before so and after Reggie, where you're just like cutting the words, you just kind of, I just didn't know what was going on. Just, He's putting a bunch of Pokeball Pluses <laughs> through the vibrant Kanto region of my ass. You're 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 talking like a robot. George. I was gonna say, don't okay, do a literal YouTube poop. <laughs> Fuck it, forget it. Let's just talk about video games and sure you other can, dorky Dalek? stuff for nerd boys. We didn't hear a word you said. Audience, we didn't hear a word he said. Because he literally has like become a, a YouTube poop. <laughs> like, I, I insult him. And then he just starts talking like a Like, as soon as we started insulting him, Comcast was just like, nope, 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 we can't have him listening to that. We can't have him listening to that. Why? You're still a robot. (laughs) That was more like, why, 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 (laughs) why? Like, when Luigi loses. You sound like Wally. Wally crying. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay, let's. You're back. You're back. Am am I back? Am I back? Okay. Let's. Welcome back. Let's not cut that out. That was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they won't know. They won't hear it. <laughs> George, do you consider it to be a successful YouTube poop? As the one, only one here who is a fan of the genre, you are the only one really I... qualified to criticize someone for making a YouTube poop. Very true. Yeah, do yeah. you deem your own YouTube poop back on self-reflection as a successful YouTube poop? I... I mean, no, because of the place it was uploaded. People are, like, clearly conditioned to expect smart, wordy journalism videos on that main channel. I mean, I don't know what's worse, this podcast or that YouTube poop. At the end of the day, it's all garbage, right? So- <laughs> that YouTube poop is evidently getting much less garbage. But it, no, fuck! Let's wow. quit focusing on my garbage. Let's talk about video games. Because we talk about video games sometimes, Whoa. right? <laughs> 
Ow! Ow! I hit the mic! Wow. <laughs> Did any of us play any garbage games? We're worse games? than YouTube poop. Holy no, crap. No, I said that YouTube poop got the worst reviews. I heard the other way around. Did you hear the other way around, Liam? I'm not I, sure. I, I, I was reading through those comments, and they were far kinder than some of the comments about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they thought the podcast was also a joke. <laughs> Maybe they were like, if I last the two hours of this incoherent mess, I will achieve some sort of enlightenment in video game jokes. We're never going to be able to talk about video games, are we? I played Fortnite. Hmm? I played Fortnite. You played Fortnite. Was it okay? Oh, sound the alarms. Sound the alarms. <laughs> why? Why does everyone like Wait. why has everyone turned Fortnite into this like like meme of shame and and self-hatred? Matt, and... I played Fortnite. It's How long okay. did you play for though? I I I've definitely played at least ten or so hours of it. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, I know. I fucking know. It's with who? Good. By yourself? Yeah, just I I was playing squads to begin with because I didn't know how to change the game mode because I'm an old man. And also, for as good as I will praise the UI when you're in the game, when you're in like the lobby bit, Ugh. it's fucking garbage. The UI yeah. is confusing and it's garbage. Like it's like showing you like rewards you have for like fifty different tier levels and all the tier levels you don't know how you get those tiers and then it has like a level which is your actual like account level. The like the lobby UI stuff is absolute garbage in that game. So half the time I was wrestling with the lobby trying to get into a game mode that I wanted to. Then I started playing solo. And it's pretty fun. I mean it's on the Switch, so you're playing with other people who are playing on the Switch, so it's not like the the highest of quality of players like I imagine you get on the PC but I will admit I've been playing it in handheld mode while I've been watching SDGQ which has just started um, and it's been fun I'm actually kind of enjoying it like it's got the same issues I had with PUBG it, uh, but a little less so I won't dwell on it for too long George you played it as well so you can you, you yeah can, and that, that that sounds like a lot like uh my my opinion on it. I will as admit well. it does it does put into perspective how lucky PUBG got it that they made a pretty shitty product, but because it was first and it was like this new thing, they got super lucky. Because like if they tried if they came after Fortnite, for example, um they would. They just wouldn't have got anything. Like Fortnite, you can tell is done by a professional studio, like Epic. It's got. It's still got its like bugs and problems, but like the way you pick up weapons, like they're clearly color coded, so you know what you're picking up immediately. Oh, it's so much easier to pick up than in PUBG. I I love that they are like big glowing yeah, rotating like, video game pickups because yeah, that means you can spot them from a distance it's just like, and know what, ahead of time if you're yeah, going to waste your time exactly. holding W to the little houses. It's like say what you like about like the art style and stuff like that and I feel like the character models and stuff come straight out of a game like uh, Wildstar or... A different cancelled game that got turned into Fortnite. Yeah, Royale. just yeah, exactly right. Just basic, uh, crappy sort of cartoony looking stretch. Oh, I don't think they're things. crappy. I, I actually prefer this over more like conventional PUBG photo real style. It reminds me of the Sims models. 
Like that, do you know the splash yeah. screen when you open the game and it has all the characters in the different uniforms and they all look really kooky and zany. It reminds me of The Sims, like with fifty DLC packs installed. Yeah, like, they are. They're all kind of like doing those angular poses. Yeah, where their yeah, limbs make yeah. Harsh ninety degree angles. I mean, most of the time you're not really looking at the character models, so you just see the big shiny guns on the floor, and it's like they're clearly color coded. They are, as you said, they are like bouncing up and down so you can clearly see them. And as soon as you hover over them, it tells you what they are. You're not like having to pick them up, then look in your inventory in PUBG and like take like 15 minutes to fucking pick shit up unless you're like someone who's playing playing the game for 100 hours. It's very clear like what, what they are. Like you don't have to waste your time like, you know, deciding whether or not something's good or and comparing it to like the weapon you already have. And... You can clearly see what your inventory is on the screen. Like, you can cycle through stuff super fast and super quick. You can also cycle through the building stuff super fast and super quick. Something I didn't really get along with to begin with. I wasn't into the building thing, but the more I played and the more I experimented with, the more I realized it's super easy to defend yourself and, you know, sort of throw up a quick, like, fault, not to play the pun. But, yeah, but I don't think you're supposed... You're not supposed to stick to a single fort in no, the Battle No, no, I know you're not. It's unless, more, you're meant to build yeah. them quickly to defend yourself and get the higher ground. In the middle of gunfights, which I think yeah, is actually a really it's, cool it's element. It's really cool. And it's like, um, I haven't got a Victory Royale thing yet, but I came second in one game in a solo game. I was basically in a tower off with this other guy. And the the eye of the storm, whatever it call it's called, kept like closing in. <laughs> and it's an actual storm in this one, instead of just like an yeah, ambiguous, just like a weird blue bombing cir- run by some sort of <laughs> helicopter or something. Oh no, the video game mechanic is shrinking <laughs> over our island. <laughs> but like we were having a tower off, and it was great fun. We were like running between each other's towers and like trying to shoot each other and chasing each other around and like knocking down parts of each other's tower. It was great fun, and the game still suffers from. The fact that, especially if you're playing solo, like, it's not as slow as PUBG, but it's still slow. Like, you're still, It's got its downtime. You're still, like, wandering across a map sometimes, and you're waiting for the circle to get smaller, because then you'll meet other people. What? But, it is a lot faster. You gotta gather resources during your downtime. Yeah. And and I feel like that also adds, like, a huge difference. Like, I'm playing it like a... It's 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 probably not going to sound like the most appetizing of comparisons, but it feels like uh, there's there's some kind of like Far Cry custom waypointing going on. Like I'm I'm looking at a the mini map and I'm trying to draw a shorter line between the next resource I want to gather up so I can build ramps and doorways in the middle of gunfights. And there's uh, that like mental process of constantly making new little goals for yourself and constantly making new little structures that like change your mode of thinking from from exploring and shooting to building if if you want to get to the top of a hill or a rooftop you just plop a staircase right down there on the spot it it makes like traversing the map a lot more fun fun and easy yeah and also yeah but nothing nothing seems like impossible to climb over like in PUBG, you'll get to like houses and you're like oh there's someone on the roof i wonder how i can get up there and you spend fucking 15 minutes trying to figure out how the fuck you can like dark souls platform your way onto a roof like jumping on two bins as in fortnite there's a lot more it's a lot snappier and like the building is like everything immediately goes for the easiest option because it knows that's what the player would want so it like snaps to it like if you have it if you have like the stairs option selected, like in your up against the building, it will immediately know that you want to put it like 
either against that building or somewhere close to it. And it's super intuitive in in that way. And there's all this kind of like, you know, traditional video game polish around Fortnite that obviously PUBG doesn't have because, you know, PUBG is like... Except PUBG has a better main menu. Yeah, that's the only (laughs) thing. Like the lobby in, in... To be fair, the lobby in Fortnite is like every MOBA ever. It's just nonsense. Like... It's a mess. It's trying to give you like information on all the different things you can buy, all your different levels, all the different things you're about to unlock, like the players who are playing, like all the different game modes. Separated within like three different races of option menu. It's it's just a complete mess. And the one thing I will admit I don't like about Fortnite is you, unless you spend money, like you can't, you essentially can't customize your character because you don't unlock it. Yeah, that's how they do it. You don't unlock anything, and you play as just this. To be fair, it's randomly generated, which it keeps it fresh. But you're not allowed to like customize your own like character. I think it's weird, but knowing knowing that that's behind the paywall in this case kind of makes it okay. This is I, I can't complain about the model of this game. I, I like that all the the paywall stuff is only cosmetic. Like that's fine. That that's great. Yeah, right? yeah. I think I think Fortnite's fine with the way it does free to play. Yeah, and you're not unlocking weapons, or you're not unlocking like special boosts for like your glider or any of that bullshit. And the only thing about Fortnite that really feels like slimy to me is that it's uh, Epic Games and not a smaller studio. Because I, I I don't know. In a weird way, I feel like they got it right. Like you said, PUBG kind of got lucky they got it first. Fortnite, I feel like did it right. I still yeah, don't know if it's like, like my favorite, but I can yeah. see the appeal now. Well, obviously, Fortnite wouldn't exist without PUBG, so it's it's kind of an irrelevant thing to say. Like, oh, you know, PUBG got lucky. I mean, PUBG had a really good idea. It's just it was executed by a smaller team that couldn't quite handle, like, what happened. And the game is in this weird disarray of it's full of cheaters. It's full of bots. They're trying to, like, introduce this whole battle system thing that fought this battle pass system that Fortnite has that hasn't been done very well they're introducing new maps all the time and uh, to try and keep it fresh but ultimately you know you had this professional studio in epic you know epic have been around for years and years and years they know how to make video games they They took also have the capital to make free-to-play stuff more generous than other companies they, they took something they had that was pretty decently popular and was doing okay, but it was a platform for them to build on. And they were like, hey, that's a really cool idea. Let's do it our way and let's make it better because we're a AAA studio with money. And they did it. And it is a lot more polished and a lot more video gamey, which makes it less boring because <laughs> PUBG is boring. <laughs> boring and Speak broken. of the devil, I actually played it earlier this week. It's not broken anymore it's way more polished and faster and smoother and responsive and they just plain out flat don't even want you playing in the fps mode anymore uh tpp servers are selected by default they 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 hide the the hotkey behind a few uh well it's always been hidden behind a few minis but but it's h now for some reason i feel like it used to be g or v a bit easier to reach anyways i i played um some pubg i got my first chicken dinner and it was kind of more or less like even though they have pub pub <laughs> they've polished pubg which i feel like i could have screwed up if i said it fast enough even though they polished up pubg real politely um 
it's still playing them both back to back was like a confirmation to me of like almost everything you just said. Yeah. Because even when I won the PUBG game, like it was still a really, really slow process of, of like mostly hiding, of hiding instead of doing active, like twitchy gameplay driven by interactive little strategic resource management decisions. Yeah, like I which have, I have is played, what PUBG is. I have played or maybe Fortnite. ten or so games of PUBG and I, I think I've killed like one or two people and You don't have to. Hidden. Exactly. You don't have to. Whereas in Fortnite, <laughs> you always, always come across somebody and you always end up a gunfight. And I think I've at least killed on average one or two people every game I've played of Fortnite. And that makes it a lot more enticing that you're not just going to be stalking around a map for ages and i mean you can play like that if that's your style and you can mm-hmm. take it slow like the PUBG way but you're not forced and there's still to. a stealth to it you're not like forced footsteps. to whereas in PUBG, you're like forced to because otherwise Blinking. you're just gonna get picked off by someone immediately there is like a sort of i don't know whether it's because of the player base on fortnite on switch at the moment even though it's cross-platform with pc and xbox anyway um it's like that daisy crowd yeah, if like PUBG is Daisy. like that, oh, with a hardcore PC gaming crowd kind of feel yeah. to it. That's the thing is, I don't think I would play Fortnite on PC even after this now. The only reason I'm enjoying it more so than I would normally, because it really isn't the type of game I would get into, but the fact that it works amazingly well on Nintendo Switch in handheld mode is like <laughs> almost a weird black magic to me. Like, I, I played it on in docked mode to, to begin with. I was like, well, this is like, you know, a, a sort of competitive PC game. You know, I'm not going to want to play in handheld mode. And I played a couple of games with the Pro Controller, and it was like, it kind of felt like playing like, you know, a sort of old school third-person shooter kind of thing. And it was a lot of fun. And then I wanted to watch the TV, but I kind of wanted to continue playing, so I, I gave it a shot in handheld mode. And then it was just the same experience. Like because yep, you because you're not shooting all the time, the controls aren't as big a deal. So switching from the pro controller to the Joy Cons didn't seem that too much of a downgrade. It's not like Team Deathmatch where you're constantly having to aim and shoot. So I don't know. Like there, I don't notice any problems with it in handheld mode. So I've been playing nothing but handheld mode, and it feels really cool to have like. This fully fledged PC competitive game, like on a handheld, it's it's really cool. I'm wondering how you determined that the people you were playing with were console players, though, because I was getting the vibe, and I don't know if it's just because I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I hadn't hit the 10 hour mark and I hadn't gotten good enough to do this, but there were gunfights where I'd be like slowly turning around with an analog stick held right firmly for a while to look at people who would be whipping up structures in yeah. the middle of, of firing no, accurate don't shots. Don't get me wrong, I've come across those people, but one I can tell because I'm getting kills and I'm bad at video games. So that's that's like a telltale sign immediately. And two, also means players, there's a big skill ceiling, which well, is that's the good. Thing, is most of the players I'm playing with anyway are Japanese usernamed Switch players. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can was... see when you log in to Fortnite, it tells you what server you're on, and it will tell you what console you're on. So it'll say like same platform, same region, or something like that. And like I, I was thinking, if that was happening, I haven't changed the settings, so it will be asian based players and also on the switch or i think the xbox as well so i know they're like console players and as i said 
I'm I'm doing pretty decent at it. Like I I consistently come within like the top fifteen or so. <laughs> and I was not. And I'm I'm bad. <laughs> I I got top four once, but I haven't managed to get any higher. And and I played a good four to five hours. I want to say last week. But I've never managed to like feel confident in gunfights on the Switch version. I always feel like I'm a few frames behind. I can't but remember about I... you, Josh, but on the Switch, because it, oh, it's the Switch, Maybe I'm old. it feels slightly relaxing. Maybe it's it's the relaxation effect. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> PUBG always feels like you're being stalked. Like, even when I was, the, you know, walking across the map for 10 minutes at a time and not seeing a single soul... You know, in Fortnite, I come across someone, if I want it, within, like, two minutes. Um, but still, I don't know whether it's the artwork or the way that Fortnite works, or just because it's on the Switch. It just feels, ultimately, a lot more relaxing. And then when I die, I'm just like, well, I'll just jump into a new game and continue playing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I will probably continue to play. You should uh, let let us know. And maybe we'll, we'll we'll join you. Have well, a, we can we can ask the kids say squad up. Have a have a dad old time. A dad old time. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um. So that was a while. Uh, Matt, you've been quiet. You, it's you got Fortnite. I mean, anything? <laughs> what is there to really talk about? It's just, just Fortnite. Matt. Yeah. You know. You know. You know. I'm right there with you, and I was saying the same thing. But you know. Maybe when Hollow Knight runs out of Hollow Knights to give you, <coughs> maybe give it, a, give it, a, give it a quick shot just on the Switch. Like, yeah, yeah. I promise it's at least okay. I can't. Remember, You'll be. I can't remember. The you won't be I, offended. I can't remember the reason why I started playing it as well. I watched a video of someone who I enjoys opinion about video games i can't remember who it was but they you know oh i think it was jim sterling's video on fortnite actually like he recently he... uploaded a video specifically about the switch version which is the only version i was intrigued about and he Did said like he it? was having a really good t- time with it and he was surprised at how much he was enjoying it so i was like well you know maybe maybe i shouldn't be such an old man and i should give it a shot I haven't downloaded. I just haven't uh, pulled the trigger yet. So maybe 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 I'll do that after I get every single uh, um, shard and charm from a uh, Hollow Knight, which I'm definitely there. <laughs> You're going for completion, almost completion. I wouldn't I wouldn't go too crazy, but it's just the stuff that I need, really. Um, but I haven't. I've I've went past what I did before and more like I'm, I'm done with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. I'm basically there. I'm like uh, caressing the end. Yeah. I'm seeing the light, but um, and the game I, it might be a slow grind after that. In that game. <laughs> yeah. Some of the boss, the end boss fight, like especially some of the DLC is kind of, well, is this one boss in particular? That's just a mess, just a, a damn mess. And I just don't, I don't, I don't know if I have it in me. I, I think I have to get, give the game a break a little bit and then come back to it <laughs> because, God. Yeah, some of the new bosses are pretty uh, pretty insane. I was wondering about that DLC balancing because uh, the Dark Souls series has gone through 
some good and some okay DLCs. Mostly pretty good. But I noticed in Dark Souls 2 when I was doing the um, like like wintery themed one, the balance was just out of whack. For a lot of single player game in-game content DLCs, they, they, they seem to have a really hard time not just ramping up numbers and difficulty to, to kind of unreasonable restraints that kind of sounds like that might be what you're dealing with here no 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 it's balanced it's just you have to kind of learn positioning and and what charms you want to be using um you know like you can always tell like if you're having trouble and you look up like how someone else does it and you're like oh okay so i should be jumping over this and is waiting for this specific time to attack him and then dodge every freaking thing else. <laughs> and then, you know, wait for this specific time to attack him. Yeah, like there's, you know, there's stuff like that. Um, and because at first when you see a boss and he is jumping all over the screen. And this is not every boss. This is just a specific boss I'm talking about. He jumps all over the freaking screen and you're like, what the hell? How am I supposed to do this? Yeah. But yeah, it, it, there's, there's always a way. It's just it's just you have to keep playing it and eventually you'll get the rhythm of it. Hmm. But uh, most of the game was, uh, for me anyway, was, was pretty decent. Like it wasn't too difficult, but I'm used to this type of like 2D game. Like, like Sultan's uh, Sanctuary was pretty in that row of like not easy, but normal to me. Fantastic, yeah. underrated. How many yeah. hours play you it, put people? Into it now? Huh? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm approaching like, I'm in the twenties for sure. I'm not, I'm not quite thirty years, but uh, <laughs> uh probably late twenties. Um, hmm. man never reveals his age. Uh, <laughs> speaking of men in their late 20s oh god i'm a man in my late 20s are you who uh played a video game on steam (laughs) (laughs) i i but i just said i am Mm. it would be redundant Mm -hmm. go ahead okay so i feel like we're 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 existing in in some kind of like Gold, no, no, kind of green age, if you will, of of horror first person exploitation grindhouse schlock on Steam. Uh, the same week that Agony came out, uh, you guys know what Agony is? Oh yeah. No. The same, uh, if not the same week, then one of the weeks either immediately after. Um, a game called Lust for Darkness came out. That is a first person, also a sexy first person. Oh. Uh, survival horror about about a uh, kind of demonifying is that a word? Oh, having sex with demons, according well, to well, no, no, no. It's 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 about demonifying um, s- sexy stuff. You're, you're a guy who's exploring a weird cult orgy house where 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 they have a weird cult orgy to summon up a, a Cthulian uh, Lovecraft god. Wait, I should have said that the other way around. A Lovecraftian Cthulhu god with 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 their banging and and your main character is like, oh god, I can't handle all these people having consensual sex around me. And then I, 
they actually do it now. They 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 render rock hard, throbbing, veining, fully textured, fully rendered sausage. Just 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 like clipping through the character models into not detailed, not drawn there at all, non-existent fun tunnel. Oh wow, they're actually showing it in the trailer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I I mean I guess to market to people who want to first-person horror adventure for with for with Lovecraft themes with and, and, and banging. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like as uh, we are we are seeing the envelope constantly being pushed on Steam, this might be one of the first Western games I've seen in general that that has the fucking in it, but is not like explicitly marketed as 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 a jerk off game. You know, it's uh. You know Seems how to like, me, movies can do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and also like Japanese visual novels on Steam all over the place and and at the center of some of Steam's latest controversies will just be like sentimental sappy anime romance stories except suddenly people will start fucking in the middle of it and that's kind of sort of the pacing that that they're hitting here and it's weird seeing this uh that that sort of Japanese mentality towards incorporating uh, hardcore, uncensored I mean, fucking that. into I mean, otherwise that. non-sexual stories. You say that, but for some reason, but for some reason, the only game genre that ever has like fucking in it or tries to do something with like nakedness in video games Naked is horror games. Like, why is it always horror games? For some Not reason? in Japan, though. I, I mean, you got that. Uh, like, yeah, the like, market of visual like, novels being out of place. In like a, an anime romance game, at least that's about romance, you know, a, right. an integral part to sexual kinship. Oh, Whereas, oh, yeah, yeah. Because as agony goes through the motions, you also like realize that the whole kind of kind of shtick they're going for is, is is how scary genitals look up close, which is <laughs> shallow. I think I was like really intrigued, tbh, because. Because games that uh, dig into the, like the Judeo-Christian mythology of what hell is supposed to be come out only every now and then, and, and I think it's always an interesting setting. Bayonetta surprisingly gets a lot of it right, right a lot more than Doom, but um, yeah, the 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 sex in Lust for Darkness is treated as a framing device rather than the content in the frame itself. And that's what I think marks a clear difference. Like, even Agony is, like, shoving more body parts into its its imagery and marketing and trying to sell off of that than than Lust for Darkness, even though it's still doing a similar thing. And, and they're both not great, but uh, they're both far more competent and technically executed than I would have expected these kinds of productions with these kinds of themes to get pulled off five, six years ago. I watched the uh, uncensored like stuff they cut out when they had that video uploaded. I think they took it down since then. That was uh, intriguing. Yeah, like yeah, the, the I, stomping I, on babies. I lost interest in agony <laughs> Wait, the what? second reviews came out. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> why does it exist though? <laughs> I guess I'm, am I am I being is that wrong for me to say? I guess that's wrong what? for me to say. Which game? Which game? No, Why does which something on babies and stuff like that. Like, because <laughs> like they're being edgy. I, I, the thing I is, I don't know how. Game, 
I think they could. It, it was. Yeah. And it also was. The and and also, like to be fair, they're like hybrids. Yeah, they're they're ghost babies who melt into the ground of hell. They're not real babies, so it doesn't count. And uh, that's, I, I guess, kind of like the the deflation of of seeing that game's premise release and come out as as instead of like being an interesting work of horror that that does the research into the judeo-christian mythology of what hell is supposed to be like and how crazy it would be trying and probably failing to escape from it you're uh just just actually playing as the demons stomping babies banging succubuses for for occasional scenes because that's edgy and can sell things with shock value you can bang yeah that's another one of the scenes they cut out there's there's a succubus demon who 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 asks your character to have poorly rendered video game 3D sex with them and oh they they go oh, all out don't they, they like they stab themselves in the stomach and then like abort the baby uh, or something at oh the yeah same time. yeah oh my god that yeah. sounds horrible <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's like it's so Dante's hard to take serious though because it looks like shit it's just red and dark <laughs> and, and it just looks like shit. Is like Remember Dante's how anyone Inferno? would ever even get slightly aroused by it is. I don't think you're supposed to be aroused. I, I think you're supposed know. to be scared. I don't you, know. you don't know people. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't. <laughs> Stick to the YouTube poops, boy. It, you uh. see how the lust is way bigger than for darkness. <laughs> yeah. Also, There's a the the. For that. The uh, Lovecraftian demon that they're summoning down is is I believe if I remember correctly the name was uh, Lust Forgotten. Like they just tack lust onto some unpronounceable uh, Lovecraft jargon and call it a day. Wow. Also, I played a VR game called Accounting Plus. Oh, Matt, have you heard sounds- of? Uh, Great. That sounds fantastic. Y- what you heard do you of... do in Accounting Plus? I've never heard. Well, of Accounting Plus is the PSVR version of uh, the the the, oh, the, oh, the, the Steam inferior version. Oculus okay. VR game uh-huh. called uh, just just plain old Accounting. You know, the, us PSVR players, we get the Plus version. Ah, oh, it's nice. Accounting Plus is an hour long Justin Roiland nightmare. Uh, made by produced in in cooperation between Squan- his studio of Squanch Games and Crows Crows Crows, who made like a hip artsy oh, Unity yeah, first person troubler. Um, oh, William, that's R- William. R- William. William, Q, the guy who did um, Stanley Parable. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, because just like the Stanley Parable, um, I, I thought that was Davy. Yeah, Redden? Davey Reedon and William Pugh. Okay, cool, awesome. That's funny seeing that name transfer over because they share some nar- some narrative similarities. You uh, that makes a first lot of sense person trouble your way through some vignettes uh, in which voices play with uh, your expectations of what you can interact with Are in this stage. Are they all voiced by Justin Roiland, perhaps? They're not all, but they all might as well be, like, <laughs> different <laughs> versions of Justin Roiland. When, like, that, there's... when that platformer he announced at E3, and just every character was 
voiced by <laughs> Justin Roiland. <laughs> Everyone is doing that Justin Roiland thing where they sound like they're really out of breath. They're constantly like screaming the same thing, the same thing over and over again. Every si They say the same thing and improvise stuff just completely out of their head that makes absolutely no sense. I guess they retroactively script the stuff and then throw it onto a stage because you have like conversations and puzzle solutions that involve like wacky completely out of the blue and, and almost like kind of sociopathic and improvisational puzzle solutions such as is opening a door for cover in a van that, that is shielding the, the occupants of the van from, from gunfire from police just so that you could continue to solve the puzzles by, by opening the occupants of the van into fire and then you shoot the police and kill everyone and everyone ends up getting shot by police until there's one survivor left that you just have to kill yourself because you're an asshole and, and as you constantly like play this game that there's there's deus ex machinima elements coming out of nowhere that constantly explain things that, that progress the plot further on and it like almost sort of comes out as like lazy writing in a certain extent but at the same time the improvisational absurdism of it is something that i've always found kind of funny because i have a shitty sense of humor wow machine gun now to do the justin royal thing you need to answer your own response to that just in a deeper voice <laughs> oh oh that was pretty good Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just that. Just, just, just him answering his own psychotic, high-pitched self with a, a deep groan uh, sounds pretty. No, perfect. I don't. George, no. Yeah, it's it's like dialogue <laughs> is like that. People in Justin Roiland fashion will be like repeating the same thing but slightly different for comedic effect because it sounds like they're making everything up on the fly as they speak through these lines and they'll be like yelling at you to interact with the puzzle objects you start interacting with them suddenly they're yelling at you to put it down it's uh it's very Stanley Parable-esque in in that respect that there's constant narration that is uh making jokes about your puzzle solutions and the puzzle solutions themselves are oftentimes things that are just you boiling down the list of possibilities of things to interact with in the environment to the point where it did feel a little weak by the end. I kind of wish it was a little longer and, and more clever and that there, there were more, more, more of a budget of, of interactables and physics objects scattered all around these environments, but it's still cute. It's like a, strangely faux punky fun hip art unity project i mean aaron hansen shows up he does the voice reggie watts did a song for it it's cute hmm. i've been fan of justin roiland and the stuff he's done and i when accounting was announced it did look because it was sort of one of those games that was in the first lot of like the announced VR games? Because it is like two years old now, isn't it? Uh, let me look up the date, because I did not actually hear about it until a couple weeks ago, yeah, which makes it, sense because it's only an hour long. It wouldn't yeah, have made a big like splash the regardless. Because the, the VR Rick and Morty game was made after this. Yes. But I don't think that was made by Squanchtendo or whatever they're called. <laughs> Squanchtendo. Let's see. I think December 2017 is when Accounting came out on PSVR. Yeah, uh, let's see when it point. came out on Steam. Uh, October 2016. Yeah, wow. PSVR yeah, got it a year and two months behind PC. So yeah, yeah, they would have like thrown this out as a kind of testing water for I think Rick and so, Morty, I'm yeah. guessing. Which I'll see. I'll see what that is like soon. As I go through the Squanch games uh, ludography, so to speak. 
Anyways, uh, you guys got anything else? I think that... Wait, no. Oh, there's one one big topic that I think we can all agree on when we get to it. Oh. Things things will pick up, but until then, do we have any, any games you want to talk about before we switch to the uh, Chinese cartoons? Whoa. How dare you? Uh, no. I will say, SDGQ, SGDQ has started this week, and I mean, by the time this podcast goes out, especially if, uh, especially if it's late, <laughs> it'll be over by then. But I imagine, and I'll assume, and uh, bearing any disasters, that it would have been a fun and exciting week. I've been watching it uh, so far, and it's been, as usual, pretty good. There was like this Dis- Disgaea 5 run yesterday. Like, I don't know if either of you have played any of the Disgaea games before. Yeah, I thought no. those games were supposed to be like 100 hours long. Yeah, yeah, so there's like, yeah, exactly, right? And they're like menus upon your menus of messes of tactical yeah. nonsense, right? And they're, they're pretty fun, but they are like that. Watching this guy play that game was like putting a video on like times 120 speed. Like, it was oh, did so he have the fast. menus memorized by like muscle memory? Yeah, and he, I think he had like all the text like to like the fastest speed, and everything happened. The battles happened at like times a hundred speed, and it was just <laughs> insane. And so it, was, like, it an looked hour. like fast forwarded footage, even though it wasn't. Watching fast forwarded footage wow. of that would just be like watching a blur. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Was, Everyone remembers the first time they saw that Tetris video yes. of uh, the that that Japanese player just slamming the Tetris Grandmasters just, in just <laughs> into oblivion. Just similar, just playing a tactical RPG full of menus at like high speed. It was amazing. I'm gonna look it up right now. It was amazing. He was so fast. I couldn't. I couldn't even read the text of the menus. He was going so fast. <laughs> it was crazy. And like enemies would, he would just like complete maps within like a minute, and you'd have no idea what enemies he killed or what had happened or anything. It was, it was crazy. But yeah, other than that, I've just been playing Fortnite and watching that. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I decided to. Oh God! Join the club. Here it comes. To uh, respond to the requests. To uh, catch up with the two of you guys and, hey, and hey, share this. a topic with you. Mm-hmm. I, I started watching um, that uh, esteemed don't, anime series, don't, uh, don't try, Boku. Don't try and play this no. off like you're trying to play the dumb, the dumb guy. Because you've been asking all week about this. Like, you've been intently <laughs> focused on making sure you watch this and how to watch this. Don't don't play no. dumb with us, George. I okay, I wasn't intensely focused on watching it until like I don't 12 hours ago. I um had a fan share me some keys for a crunchy trial role I was going to watch it on, but they didn't uh want to accept my, my 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 password. They locked me out of the account. By the time I remembered my crunchy role account password, it had locked me out. I I I got a hold of it anyway. And still watched Boku no Hero Academia for the first three episodes, and it's good, I think. Yeah. I mean... Now just yeah. catch up, and then you'll realize what we're talking about. So, how many episodes do I need to get in before I uh, catch up to you guys? Because there was one day during... In between the last two 50. podcasts... There's fifth, 50 episodes no. currently. No. Fifth. Okay, well... A but, couple days after but, we recorded the previous 50. podcast, I got on the Dad and Sons official Discord, 
and before you guys could have watched 50 episodes, I just get on and and I see these giant messages in all capital letters. Of us just stroking ourselves. Yes. Just like, oh my gosh, all might. Yes. Do me it. And Matt. Yeah, you guys are gushing in these these messages. Yeah. I mean, yo, like see, this is the thing about these types of animes is that yeah. there's these there's gonna be these um these parts where these arcs where you're not gonna care about anything. All right. And they're gonna I mean, be I mean, that's a little harsh. Fuck. But you know, you, you don't care about school. You care about the action. Yeah, you care about their personal growth, but you care <laughs> which when they when they're like getting there's oh when they're even blasting even in, through some people, you know what I'm saying? When they're getting their ass whooped <laughs> and they overcome it. Even in the first episode though, there's like good ass character development. Those are the when the, and the music is just like pumping and then you just see oh the animation is just on point. Oh god, just just no you can't get that from anywhere else, man. Mm. And the animation in that first episode was that was pretty darn good animation in, in episode one. I immediately noticed it cheapen for episode two, but eh, I'm not gonna complain. But I, I'm only bringing it up because that first episode looks really good. Like there's super hyper detail in, in people's faces. Try not to talk about it too much on Twitter, George, because otherwise people will spoil in GIF form some of the best animated parts of that show. Yeah. Without a doubt. They will spoil that shit for you and it is not fair because there are parts of that series that you, you just need to you just need to see for yourself. So I didn't know that uh the endless shonen manga for for action anime series for boys that'll never end these days could have animation that was getting that good because by by the nature of the format like they got to crank these things out for a very long time but yeah. that first episode had like a, I, I i mean and s there were some scenes well, that had a the, miyazaki the charm to it we, we no no we're in this we're in this period now where they knew they kind of fucked up with shonen in the the late 2000 eras because they had bleach they had naruto and they had one piece all on like a continual weekly shit show full of filler mm. trying to just pump out that shit and then when they caught up with the manga they'd have to pump out months of filler and just ratings would drop and all that kind of stuff yeah. they realized with shonen they don't have to do that instead of putting filler in it you just do it in seasons and let the manga get ahead of itself and then you just catch up again so we've shown and they've been like intently focused on following the manga story trying to get the best animation they possibly can on the budgets they have with shorter seasons of episodes like 10 to 15 episodes they did it with one punch man they did it with hunter hunter they've done it with boku no hero and all those shows have benefited from it and they all have pretty incredible pieces of animation at time for like shonen based stuff one one punch yeah. man isn't shonen but you know shonen based stuff um and bokuno really really fucking gets some damn good animation like at, on multiple occasions like i can't believe how season three started out like matt you know the fight deku and the the muscle guy yeah, Wait, I have to get dude. to season three no, 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 to get no, to the part no, no, you guys no, no, were no, no, like yeah. capsing? I mean, to, to get to the point where we were like 
gushing over, yes. But there are parts in like season one and two, George, that you will quickly see. Like, Yay. you know, early in season two, Todoroki and Deku, you know, this is like one of the best pieces of animation I've seen like in 10 years. It's so good. And oh, what happened to Dragon Ball there. Super? Did that didn't have good animation, Liam? It, oh, well, I guess it didn't. Uh, I up, guess man. it didn't. Shut up, man. Yeah, a garbage piece of. I, okay. But I mean, I might actually have gotten hooked with this one. I I really enjoyed those first three episodes. Like, this is the thing, do you like, like the story? I think I or you're kind of sorting. Yeah, I why por, por que no los dos? I um, that makes it even better because like you know Matt doesn't particularly care about the ship, but still gets hyped on this show. Like what will make it even better is if you are enjoying the characters like arcs and I, stories. I care about the characters. I really like the characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though, that like, there's boring arcs. There's arcs where I'm just like, yo, let's just go after the the freaking villains. But let's we just do we, this. I, I agree with you, but we both know George might actually like that stuff. Oh, like, George. wait! What? What do you mean? I'm I'm really liking the dynamic between uh, Deku and the the old man. What's oh what's the God. his hero's name? Don't you? Don't all you, might. Don't you sully all might. All might. You yeah. forgot all yeah, might. Yeah, yeah. All might. All might. He's. Oh my God! All might's like one of the. He's the greatest. <laughs> I was giggling and smiling throughout like it's all funny. their scenes. I thought that that the the justification for all might's actions make a lot of sense. I really liked that the twist for for minor spoilers of i believe the second episode <laughs> is that he's just like sucking his gut in and and like flexing to activate his superpowers that was yeah, so kind of, like yeah. i i lolled like i i think that's funny i think it's like a a kind of like relatable metaphor for yeah and that's the thing is how like it stuff, feels to inflate your image to, stuff to like that sets the betterment up. of of yourself and others and Stuff like that sets up more endearing stuff to happen. Like, like basically what you yeah, just said. It's endearing. What happens in season three? Even better. Like it. Like it's, yeah, the setup is important. The setup is super important in Boku no Hero, and a lot of people have pointed out that it is tropey at times, and it really is because it's yep. a Japanese fucking anime. Like, what do you expect? It's and I was about to go down bad. like a list. I noticed oh. in the first episode, the main character like has a monologue where he whines about what a loser he thinks he is as the camera swoops up to the sky. <laughs> With with the crickets chirping in the background as as he gives quotes about how he just wants that. to not be a loser. Like, just ignore that stuff because you know it's gonna be there. It's an anime. It's gonna be there. And like, and then no more than a few seconds later, like it's not interest. It's not bad yeah. though. It, Absolutely it, not. I'm just. Yeah. I was just saying how a few mere seconds later you find that the main character has a blonde bully who just is a huge piece of shit to him and <laughs>, laughs it up the whole way. And and that's that's like another one that's tropey as fuck too. And then yeah, a mere few seconds later, enough, like that is the most tropeyest of anime relationships. Is and then is and then a mere few seconds later, Bakugo like the, and Deku's relationship. That's like the most the scenes thing. of him like crying as a child and like growing up to have his dreams and hopes shattered. I was like, oh. Oh, I never felt like this when watching Gamers <laughs> or, uh, yeah. or, or, or Yuru Camp. Just keep going, George. 
and yeah. and okay going. what oh my god are wait, you wait, smirking wait, right now i could oh you you guys you fucking guys you are like smirking with this shit eating grin being like see i told george that there was good anime out there <laughs> well hopefully you continue to like it and you don't just drop off yeah no i want to get to whatever part you guys were uh oh, gushing about in the because you guys didn't explain like okay for for listeners at home let me let me explain how these messages work uh, last Friday at 6.30 p.m., the previous <laughs> message was when we were recording the podcast itself three days earlier, suddenly, Mad Visual just posts, Liam, and then in all caps, LET'S FUCKING GO! <laughs> With this image of some anime boy, like, trying to smash against some giant force of spiky drawing <laughs> with, like, dust rising out of, of, of the point where he's flexing against an oncoming storm of something undefinable. And, and I knew exactly goes, what it in was. In all caps... <laughs> Dude, I fucking told you! It's so good! It gets better! And then Matt over here says, Oh, I'm about to hit the last step. And then Liam is like, Fuck you! Oh, might! And I, I'm just sitting there, like, behind the screen being like, Okay, I gotta, I gotta participate. <laughs> this is word-of-mouth advertising that has sold me on something I need to <laughs> spend my time on. It's so, it's so hype. It's so hype. You guys hype. were so hype. God, God. And like, I want to ask, like, what, what episode was it that you posted that message during? Because I, I want to get there, it at was, least. It, it's like in the 40s, like, like beginning of the 40s. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I got it's a like, journey then. It's like three or four episodes into season three. That's why when I saw that screenshot, I was like, I know exactly what Matt's experiencing, but I also know what he's about to experience. And, like Matt, <laughs> and I know in Matt's mind, he would have been like, this is the fucking pinnacle, man. This is like, how does it even get better? And then it gets better. <laughs> yeah, homeboy was... shows up. I was like, oh, snap. Oh, shit. So fucking good. So we'll, we'll get there. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be watching it more when I get some downtime in bed over the next few days. And uh, I just maybe like how we in a couple weeks, George, I will be up like, to 30s. To a series all the way through and like got him on the hype train and there are definitely going to be like people who have been begging us out there who like anime who are going to be like oh those guys watching a fucking shonen anime what's the hell fucking like getting hyped about shonen like how cliche can you get it's like well it, I mean it feels it, like it's the next iteration but at of least evolving of we shonen we got you like there. The, the, the storyline feels like it's set up to last for a long time, but there's also, yeah. like, clearly definable end goals that begin in the first episode. every episode with, this is the story of how I became the greatest hero. Like, that's literally what Deku starts, <laughs> says at the start of almost every episode. It's like, like well, we know, flash, flash we know what we're going to get to. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what? After the hundreds and hundreds of emails we received with anime recommendations for George, it was mine and Matt's infectious all-cap hype. <laughs> yep. The infectious all-cap hype will, like, really sell me on a product sometimes. Like, there if I go. just see people, like, typing and... If I see a bunch of O's in all capitals, like, I <laughs> I will have my eyebrow raised higher than if it, like, I don't know, got into the mid-90s on Metacritic. Hey, are you watching yeah, the yeah. dub or sub? Uh, a... A... Uh, kind of... Uh, which one are you Unofficial, um, um, wishy-washy, uh, uh, roping around the official systems fan sub. 
which is funny and quirky because if you, if you got it from the place where um <laughs> i suggested well <laughs> <clears throat> boy I, I did try to get it from crunchyroll before they locked me out of my account for having trouble remembering the password then then the sub that you uh got it is of pretty good quality I think it's cute how it has all the cursing and blood in it, even though it's totally, like, super visually marketed to kids of a very young age. Oh, um, it's so marketed to kids that every new, like, uh, school year or, like, uh, after the, the sort of, the, the, you know, the spring breaks that you have, like, the school breaks, they have, like, these things, uh, it's called the Japanese school visual media society or something and it's like this japan board of education based thing where they make giant posters for things they want students to watch or like view throughout the year so it'll be like big posters based on like what the popular books are or big posters based on what the popular japanese tv show is and this motherfucking year up until <laughs> summer there is a giant poster of boku no hero academia and every day when i go to teach at this uh school there is a giant poster of all might staring back at me and i'm like fuck yeah this is always where with at. a smile this is where he's always at. puffing his chest out flexing real hard saving the day and then when he's done, walks away and just takes a deep breath out and turns into someone else. I don't and know man, how, we've all been there. I don't we've know all how anyone there. could not like All Might. I, I, God, that's such a cool gimmick for a character. I swear, if if this like falls off like Hunter x Hunter, I'm going Where? to I'm going to do something drastic, man. Hunter x Hunter, I think. Hunter x Hunter has like the same concept. Like this guy is trying to get stronger, and he's getting stronger little by little. And then the person who makes the, huh? Oh, you mean you mean the manga? You don't? Ah, okay. Yeah, but the manga stop when when the manga stops, so does the show stop. Yeah, like so they just stopped it (laughs) at a a very huge point of the story. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even bother with the manga. Just as as soon as like the 2011 anime ended, like I was like, well, I guess that's the end of the Hunter Hunter story for me. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's is I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done after that. Unless they finish it, I'm done. The guy who makes Pokemon Hero is actually pretty young. I think he's like in his early 30s. So fingers crossed, he doesn't go on for like one piece long but at least he goes on for like a couple of years that'd be pretty cool yeah they would have to skip some some years then. i just i just don't i just hope i don't have to watch a couple of years i mean hopefully i can catch up to you guys in a week no, or so it's it's oh, no, short no. episodes man they're like really short yeah you know? it's 20 minutes you know you'll you catch drill up them like, out if you really try you can catch up by the end of the week you know yeah well when you have that, a second that, when you're eating you just watch an episode and eventually you'll just be there yeah. So let's easy. let's do it. Yeah, let's see if next week now. I'm I'm joining the. Uh... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Don't get addicted. You're gonna hit one of those arcs where things are gonna get hype, and you're gonna be like, okay, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Not let's see do if a video let's see week. if <laughs> let's see if next week I I end up like Whoa. mashing that O Whoa. button with caps lock on just with you guys. Whoa! I'm yeah. Pictures of the guy who makes it. Does he look like a cool dude? He's a handsome fella. He wears Ooh. a gas mask quite frequently, but he, he without the mask. Wait, he's what? A, he's a handsome fella. <laughs> what? Oh, that hair. Hirokoshi Kohei is his name. 
He wears I am like Google a, image searching this man right now. He wears the gas Japanese, mask. Oh my he gosh, wears a gas mask. Yeah, he does. But you can see the one picture of him not wearing the gas mask. Can you see it? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I just him know back. him as the gas mask guy now. Oh my god. Well, he's wearing he's it in all the all the, <laughs> the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh wow anyways well, well that's anyway. uh, anime right yep that's uh oh, the dad anime, on his on, anime. On wikipedia he is kind of yeah he's pretty attractive actually he's a pretty attractive dude he's only 31 as well he has a, very, some feminine features there he does. i feel like you guys are objectifying him i mean he is kind of a sexy guy I, he is, oh, he wearing, is more wearing, than just his hair what, and do, chin. Come no, no, on. Do you know what? Like, to, <laughs> for this audio, non-visual podcast, to describe him to anyone who can't see, he looks like a vampire. Like, you know, like a traditional, yeah. like a sexy, Tommy Wiseau vampire. White shirted, <laughs> long haired vampire. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to watch this uh, vampire's anime over the next week and uh, see. <laughs> See how much my my hype is still going when when I give it more than three episodes because those three episodes were pretty strong. Well, pretty good. Just watch it all, and then we can go fight by fight by you know. So when I get to end of right. episodes, this will become 50 the anime something. podcast sponsored by Crunchyroll. Oh, oh. Yeah. shit! When is that happening? I I need some money. <laughs> oh, hang on. Let me just uh. Write our pitch to the... It's the easiest pitch in the world. It's the easiest pitch in the world. We subject famous YouTuber Super George Weedman <laughs> Bunny Hop to anime. Please sponsor us. And you know, within a week, it will happen. Sponsored by Crunchyroll. And maybe we'll hear those messages during these breaks. Now that you have summoned me, what are your three wishes? Well, first, we want a car that has an audio system from Sony for listening to our favorite tune. Yeah, tunes! Okay, got it. Second, we want another car, but this one comes with a rear-view camera so you can see where you're going when you reverse. Actually, you can get both of those things Finally, in a, a third car with an EPA-estimated 42 highway miles per gallon in case we need to drive around Planet Namek finding the Dragon Balls again. No, no, all of those features are either standard or available with the Ford Focus. You've just used one wish. Well, yeah, those are our three wishes. Three different cars with three enough i'm just giving you the ford focus <laughs> it's beautiful hello shouting into the void hello the abyss i i found my way back to the dad and sons podcast oh well for back. the week of june 25th 2018 to talk about two weird news stories Ooh. that happened in days prior. Uh, the World Health Organization has classified gaming disorder as a mental health condition. It, uh... Finally. It, it, it's about it shares, time to do some real work. <laughs> it shares a similar place to gambling disorder as a clinical condition that people cannot self-diagnose themselves with um they're not associated with psychoactive substance but at the same time being considered as addictive as addictions so it's 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 using the same psychological motivations that gambling addiction does that people super know about that people have super 
been aware of since the advent of loot boxes. And maybe this thing, gaming disorder being something considered and publicized and classified by the World Health Organization, might be spooking EA away from having gambling-like mechanics in their games now. I am more remembering those stories from South Korea of people literally dying from just, like, becoming too depressed to do anything other than play StarCraft. Do you know what's funny? I don't doubt that gaming addiction can be a disorder because you can be addicted to everything. Anything. Especially MMOs and And loot boxes. Video games come in all different genres, variety. They are... MMOs, MOBAs, and they are like one hour long VR experiences. Like, the problem is, like, not classifying it as a certain type of video gaming addiction. Like, addiction to games like MMOs or MOBAs, games where you farm for stuff or or you play competitively consistently. it would be a little silly for them to call it, like, microtransaction disorder or MMO disorder. But I get what they're talking about. I'm not real offended by this because people have died by using video game as a very... Video games as a very poor decision for... As a very poor outlet for very poor decisions. Mm. And as as a crutch for addictive personality problems that I, I believe should be uh, looked at regulated and cured to to help people live a, a happier more balanced life who are at high risk categories digital heroin I, yeah i don't know I, I don't know about that that's that's kind of a line cnn threw in about the concerned parents but this is if, if i was writing this that. i would reference those people who would who had died in south korea of playing starcraft too much this is the weird thing in, in comparison to that, like, the, the this Fortnite mania thing where, like, it's now the Pokemon pandemic of, like, the early 90s where, oh, my God, your children's brains are going to rot because they're addicted to this brand new thing. It's like, Which was years before people were dying of StarCraft. Yeah, it's like, kids, kids are dumb. Kids are going to nonstop play video games if you allow them to do it. It's like, what do you expect of it's a child? the same child, thing as the eating. Right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm and it's like eating. it's entirely then not the fault of the developers or anyone responsible for creating the game. It's literally a parent's responsibility to stop well, them or regulate how much they play. One thing that I think is a factor that does exist outside the qualifications of one's own mental and physiological health is that. When we were kids, Pokemon was the thing kids were all addicted to. Like, it didn't utilize a lot of this uh, same Skinner box, carrot-on-a-stick mechanics that that MMOs, like, explicitly do. And yeah, that when is, uh, That's irrespective to parents taking responsibility for how much their children play a video game. Which is true, and a lot of kids are born into situations where they're not going to have strong parents. That's more like how much people... That's more to do with addiction and spending money, I think, in a more gambling sense. And I, I feel like this that. is going down the same nature versus nurture debate that that sees the government trying trying to regulate most, if not all of the you know the usual vices. And and uh, the thing is, is that I just feel like once someone dies of something, that's the line <laughs> that you cross. That line was not crossed in 1999 when Pokemon was becoming huge. It was around 2005, 2006 when I started hearing stories of 
of MMO uh, ad- obsessions b- seriously screwing up people's lives. And then around like 2008 to 10, I think, was when people, that, that small handful, to be fair, very, very small handful of people in South Korea were dying of, of playing StarCraft to death in the, in the PC bangs, bongs. And according to the doctor who prescribes it, it fits the qualifications for a clinical gambling addiction kind of disorder. There's, there's, quote, a persistent or recurrent behavioral pattern of sufficient severity that has emerged after the activity takes precedence over other activities, to the extent that other activities are taken to the periphery. Um, apparently playing video games in the state of being addicted to video games to the point where it's a disorder that's seriously fucking your life impairs control of your other behaviors when you get too sucked into video games. Even when negative consequences occur, this behavior continues to escalate. A diagnosis of gaming disorder then means that there's the persistent and recurrent negative qualifications of your life going downhill as you're playing too much StarCraft and not eating or drinking in the PC cafe. Uh, other things this doctor is saying people are reporting are disturbed sleep patterns, diet patterns, deficiency in physical activity, which are also symptoms that, well, not shared, but more or less like inspired and crossed over from, from the gambling disorders. I, I don't know. Like, there's literally nothing to really that can be Oh, there's still people who argue it. about it, the, even if this is are, a thing. We are not qualified doctors. We are obviously very... I mean, I struggle to even turn on my Nintendo Switch or PlayStation 4 some days, and I procrastinate via YouTube or my phone. So it really is of irrelevance to myself. And it is, as you said, sort of, it's only certain aspects of different types of video games that relate to like MOBAs or MMOs or you know, everyone's banging on about Fortnite. So the only problem is when stuff like this gets generalized and it's a video game addiction and then, like, what happens is then countries or, like, regulators try to take this and then brand it to all video games or all types of video games. And then, like, there are certain rules or regulations that get introduced that make it harder to play video games or get hold of video games and they make it ultimately worse for everyone. That's when it becomes a problem. Whereas right now it's just kind of just like, well... No shit. People get addicted and to this stuff. Like, that's just I think what happens. There, there is something to be said of what I believe is like a modicum of moral panic to it. But at the same time, the World Health Organization doesn't make laws. They are not the regulators. They're, they're... No, but I, what I mean is then you have batshit crazy people like Jack Thompson and other people who take this kind of quote-unquote scientific information and they use it as ammo to get things changed regards towards video games. And then that's when generalizing all video games as bad for you or like as an addictive quality is when it could be getting quite bad. Which is why maybe they should call it something else other yeah. than gaming disorder, gaming or they addiction. Should, they should look into gaming addiction in subcategories of what type of games really affect people or player bases the most. Like I Gaming don't think emaciation. Be, you know, there's not going to be like an abundance of people addicted to the game journey or right. what remains of edith finch you know no because those last an hour you, you can't keep hitting those 
I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of like addictive bug to each of them. Once once you consume them once, you're supposed to be done. It's not it's not something meant to to take a quick hit from throughout your day. Yeah. We have all this kind of stuff. It's the same with the gun crime problem in video games. Well, I personally believe that that one is very easily solvable, but that's yes, going to make some people are, mad. Both are ultimately just ammo for people who want to change or do harm to video games as a culture or part of people's conscious being. Like, you know, people right. are using this Fortnite mania to do harm towards the video games industry and video games in general and you know it's, it will die down like it did with pokemon and everything but the world health organization doing something like this and just generalizing all video games as addictive things is not good i mean i don't know about that i hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up a pdf of the report itself um well you know what i mean george like you are a person who will bring up the pdf but there'll be like 50 other people who will take the headline and be like oh shit video games are addictive whoa best do something okay. about that so they have disorders due to addictive behaviors include two gambling disorder and gaming disorder and and there's just other they actually clarify between an offline and an online gaming disorder. They have the exact same descriptions, except with some word, two words changed. Gaming disorder is predominantly, predominantly online, is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurring video gaming behavior that is primarily conducted over the internet. Gaming disorder predominantly offline is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior that is primarily not conducted over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Impaired control over gaming, increasing priority given to gaming, continuation or escalation of gaming. Yeah, they don't specify anything about genres or specific mechanics in here. Uh, but, I, I mean, if doctors are seriously screening for this stuff, they're going to find that, that the people at risk probably play certain genres with certain mechanics. And I, and I think it has something to do with mental health, in my opinion. I mean, mental oh, health yeah. is, is it's pretty much everything. That's, that's the whole effort, right? To help so. people figure their mental health out. Yeah, certain people get addicted to certain things because, you know, certain things that happen in their life or, you know, and if someone out or... becomes addicted to World of Warcraft and there are no resources yeah. for them or, or their problem just gets laughed at by doctors and people, mm -hmm. then it's, that's, that's the idea here. Yeah, there's an escape. Yeah, there's just plenty of other ways. Like video games is just one of those things that people use when they're not feeling well or whatever mental state they're in. I I, I just I, I I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like it's like you know you know your your mom complaining that you listen to certain types of music or whatever like that. You're gonna turn into a psycho and blah blah blah. blah. You're listening to all this rap and. And uh, the people who turn out into roll. psychos need better health services. I listened to all types of music when I was young. I turned out just fine. Because you got lucky when you dice rolled at birth. Yes. <laughs> Some people don't have that advantage. Gambling. <laughs> yes. We never know what kind of things we'll find comforts in. 
I think, you know, me and Matt have just hopped on about an anime moving pictures on a screen for 20 minutes. Yeah. You never know what kind of solace you'll find in media and stuff like that. But yeah, there are people who need help. But there is also, on the flip side of that, harm to an industry by just generalizing it as an addiction. It's Addiction is in no way, apart from maybe if you classify sex addiction, no way a positive thing. It's always a negative connotation. So No, sex, that, that would still not be a positive thing. Well, yeah, I know. To, to the point of, like, blocking out food and sunlight and eating yeah. to do something else, that's that's a problem. Yes. So, as my point being, addiction is only a negative connotation. So, when you're generalizing the term video game addiction, it just, everyone will take that at face value as all video games. Because people don't Spre read. Especially the simple people who, yeah, yeah who don't the read. People they get all their news then, from one source. Yeah, one the biased source. <laughs> only they will then go out of the way to use it as ammo for everything else. So space yeah. force. Speaking, <laughs> space speaking wars, of making video games. <laughs> speaking of of entities that have the power to uh, change or alter uh -huh. and harm video games, there's a lawsuit going on by a video game company against another video game company. I think this one has like a little more merit than the usual guff, like freaking. Blue holds suing Fortnite, but only in Korea. Anyways, uh, Bethesda is suing um, Warner Brothers for alleging that Warner Brothers Westwer Westworld mobile game is a ripoff of their Fallout Shelter mobile game. Uh, they say this not because they're similar games with similar <gasps> interfaces and genre styles, but because the straight up source code is in there. The Whoa. third party developer they outsourced to make Fallout, not outsourced, but according to official sources, collaborated with to um, make Fallout Shelter did a Westworld mobile spinoff that is allegedly pretty darn close to a reskin of uh, Fallout Shelter, enough to the point where they can give it a lawsuit because they, they evidently like, they have found that, that the source code's the source in there. And you can't... They, they, that the game literally had the same bugs. Like, they, like yeah, the same the, the same glitches. Like they had it had the same bugs in it that Fallout Shelter had, and it's like that ain't no coincidence. <laughs> and and this is a far far more so than uh, like trying to to gauge trademark or copyright infringement from from the look and feel of a product. Having the source code of another product in there that is supposed to be proprietary property of one company, like that's. That's something that is identifiable. It's it's a lot more black and white. It's uh, a lot more easy to prove that that a company was not doing their due diligence making original content when when it's the source code at stake and not the style. <laughs> uh, Again, I don't think there's there's a, probably far less we can comment on in this one, but I. That's that's I guess my like controversial devil advocate opinion on that one is that this lawsuit seems like it is is okay because the issue is over source code. Uh, well, not necessarily theft. the The thing is, is that the well, I guess it still counts as theft if like it's supposed to belong to Bethesda, but the developer reused it with a different client. Oh yeah, it's theft. It's, <sighs> you know, it's I can't theft. get into the You're legal definitions. We're not experts. 
it's trademarks copyrighted software you you're stealing it's like stealing music <laughs> yeah but in the world of legalese words like theft infringement copyright and trademark all mean really different things even though they're kind of synonyms to everyone else i mean watching some gameplay of the 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 westworld thing right now man yeah i'm trying to come it is it is just fallout shelter (laughs) and it's so easy and often to pick on ip lawsuits like this for like remember when bethesda was suing bethesda is a very sue happy company remember they were suing mojang for the use of the word scrolls yeah and they changed the name recently and that game got that game got released again Did did you see that that was kind of bullshit. This is... That game got released kind again of... last week. And they don't even want to try to call it Scrolls. Scrolls as a word existed long before the Elder Ones. Yeah, but not in a video game term. Well, video games use the same language as the rest of the language that they're made in. <laughs> Didn't they win as well? I don't remember. I think... There was some I sort of settlement I just don't where they had remember. To... There was some sort of settlement. I don't they think it was as cut and dry as like winning anyway, or losing. Anyway, Notch made it. And you know, no one gives a fuck about Notch anymore. I mean, well, it doesn't matter. He's making that money. Well, he has that money. He, yeah, I, I think he, he decided that he was going to keep making games, but under pseudonyms from, from now on for a while to see how they do. He's, he's doing a Stephen King, I guess. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, I mean... Suing a game for ripping off the looks, feel, and style of another game, even if it's from the same universe, is a little... Or, or from a visually different inspired universe, is is sketchy. Stealing a game for using source code that they were explicitly contracted not to use for a different game project, that feels more reasonable to me. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, just don't copy people's shit, you know? Liam said, as he was about to transition over into our new game show segment. <laughs> Dad oh god, don't call me out like that. <laughs> so, you know, Wait, is that a the couple... game show music? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the I'm intro. Trying to, I'm trying to draw music. attention wow. away. I'm trying to draw attention away, <laughs> away from me. You're clash about the, the intro music. Speaking of getting sued, it's gonna be great. Speaking of getting sued, we very soon might do. Because we got oh, a new we're segment. not gonna get sued for Dad Din. Don't don't. Oh, I have like a whole big intro planned, and you ruined the great name. <laughs> you you you. We're gonna criticize you anyway. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, you may have noticed we dropped our name that game segment. And we, we've been ruminating over... Might be back, but for, we've been, for, well, for we've now. Been, we've been ruminating over what kind of ideas uh, we, we should have for a new segment. And we thank you all for your suggestions. You know, we still continually would like suggestions on the show and segments that you would like to see and hear us talk about. Um, so, you know, we've been ruminating with many ideas. Uh, one of which we came up with this afternoon. <laughs> For you, I, 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 we hashed these uh, these details and rules out before I went to bed and woke up and ate breakfast and yeah, had yeah, everything no, planned it was out ahead of time. It was, it was literally a couple of hours ago, but it was so good that we couldn't. It was like it. 12 hours ago. It was so good that Matt didn't even realize we were doing it until we started. Ah! Yeah, so good. 
Um, but we are bringing a new segment to the show called Dad's Den. Welcome. Tell us about Dad Den. Welcome, fellows, to the Dad Den. I didn't Den. name this, by the way, Ivan. <laughs> didn't name this at all. Welcome to Dad Den. Uh, it's a reference <laughs> to the, the uh, I didn't even know this, to the original Japanese TV show Dragon's Den. I didn't know it was uh, originally from Japan. And, you know, we had multiple spin-offs, including Dragon's Den in the UK. That was literally what it was called. And also, you uh, American fellows know it as Shark Tank. So we went from this topic where companies were getting sued, not for copying the look and feel, but the source code. And we here at the Dad and Sons podcast love just to copy the copy look it. and feel, but not the source code of yeah. our inspirations. That's, that's the line. And we're not calling it, you know, Dragon's Den. It's Dad We're Den. calling it it's, Dad Den. It's clearly like different. Dad's basement or Dad's closet? <laughs> because or it's not pit? an alliteration, Matt. It's Dad not an alliteration or a rhyme. <laughs> Dad this is container? Why, this is why you were not on the idea board committee. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, Dad's Den is this new uh, game, I don't know, discussion-based <laughs> segment where you guys pitch yep. a game idea to us. We want your emails gmail.com. We want your emails explaining to us your game idea. Have you always had a game idea in your head and that no one would ever listen to your a million dollar game idea? You know, the perfect game in your mind. Well, now you can get it heard to thousands of people out there who will also not listen. But we will <laughs> if try. You wanna, if you want to hear, like... 70% banter trying to come up with some stupid bullshit to say about your idea and maybe like 10% real advice about how cool it actually sounds and, and 20% other yeah. Din is your new favorite thing on the internet ever S send us we, some garbage send us, yeah, some, send send us, us some send us some real bad garbage send Please. us some like terrible ideas or like if you genuinely have an amazing idea or that you think is amazing please send it into us so basically for this first try of the segment we have tasked george with coming up with his mm -hmm. best game idea that he possibly could now there are some things that we want to be looking out for when we get your pitches you know we have a format we have a follow. format uh, so yeah. we're going to want the name of your game. We have to have a title, you know, some some spicy flavor in your title immediately hitting us. We're going to need the gameplay concept or the main mechanic, you know, think Bio Bionic Commando and his arm. Think uh, Super Mario Odyssey and Cappy. Uh, some other genius game idea made by a millionaire game developer who you think you could do better than. Like, get that main mechanic. With less us. time and money, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the art style. We want to know what the art style you're going for. Are you making it in 3D? Are you wanting some sort of stylistic El Shaddai style video game? Are you going like full ass pixel art? You know, what is the art style you're going for? Also, what are the the themes? What is the them the thematic elements to your video game? Is it a modern warfare based shooter? Is it a World War Two based mm. shooter? Is it a Trek across multiple different planets based on different concepts of human planets, like Mario Odyssey? Is it like that? 
No, no. Try to be concise. No Man's Sky. Don't don't put Mario. Like No Man's Sky too. What is the thematic elements to your game? Do you think the first email we're gonna get is just gonna be I want my game to be like No Man's Sky Sky, good and that's it? (laughs) With multiplayer that works. (laughs) And we were not lied to. Sean Murray, everyone's still out to get you. Um, And then the final two things we want. And this is uh, for us to then decide whether we would buy your game idea and let you make it. Uh, is your projected money budget? Because we are interested to know how many of you think what your idea, what it would take to make your idea happen. We have a little bit of experience with investing in projects or time and money. So we are interested to know how you think you would, your budget would match up to your scope, let's say. And then tying in with that is the time you think it would take to make your game. Because, you know, some of us could be like Todd Howard and announce a game in Feb- in June and then get a game out by October. Or we could all be like Hideo Kojima and take years and years and years. So we want name, gameplay concept or main mechanic, the art style, themes, the projected money and time budget. And then we will criticize your game. So... To be the first guinea pig and test subject of this new segment in hopefully what won't be a complete and utter train wreck of a disaster, George Reedman, please welcome. Welcome, George Reedman, to the show. Oh, it's, it's, it's not going to be a train wreck and a disaster because I'm, I'm submitting real shit. I'm submitting a cool-ass game idea I have that I've wanted to see people make that I might make myself when I, like, grow up and become old and rich and have money to invest in media projects. Maybe that'll happen someday. A man can dream. Um, so we have our expert panel of judges, me and Matt, <laughs> to sweat to dripping nervously. We would invest in George's video game. So George, please pitch us your idea to Dad. Dad. Uh, all right. Are you guys ready to hear the name? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Cyberpocalypse Now. Oh boy. So we're off to a very punny start. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're now off to a good start. Yeah. Cyberpocalypse Now. Next I'm going to lock you down there. It's a lightning fast Unreal Tournament 2004 style FPS combat game. It's going to be a single player campaign of uh, story driven arena levels in which a lot of your first person shooter gameplay is going to involve timing heavy moves rather than precision heavy. I'm so thinking it's of Doom marrying... 2016 with a different oh, name. Oh, fuck. I. We're already going on a great track here. I'm thinking of... of, And yeah, you're totally right. Kill me. (laughs) I'm thinking of combining the uh, pacing and and mechanics and risk versus reward systems of platinum action games that I have loved as a young adult to the fast, skill-based speed of arena shooters that I loved so much as a teenager. Uh, You will have... A number of weak guns that auto-target on enemies to a not very generous but subtle amount, and a couple of railgun sniper rifle style weapons that will require more precision aiming that will get real damage in, combined with a bullet time button and enemies. Oh my! Is this Vanquish? Oh no, 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 not Vanquish! Not Vanquish is a cover shoulder shooter. This this is this is gonna no, be no, like no, first no, person. Vanquish Vanquish requires you getting in that sliding bullet timing and yeah. all sort of precision. Right, right. But imagine if you will, 
doing that from a first-person perspective against common enemies that are about as small and agile as your usual uh, players in, in an Unreal Tournament game. How are you going to deal with so the online FPS Vanquish, working? Right? Online Vanquish? Yeah. That's what we... No, in Vanquish, you're a third-person guy who has a camera hovering over them and you stay in one spot. In this game, I want you circle strafing. I want you running on walls. I want you, like, flying through low-gravity space arenas. I want a final boss fight in the middle of a wormhole scene from, from 2001 The Space Odyssey. I want to follow the quest of, of a young up-and-coming rookie participating in the blood sport of the future in the cyberpunk dystopia of year 2666, in which they work their way up through, through a uh, Rocky-esque tale of, of overcoming um, uh, underdog disparate uh, discouragement. To, to rise out on top as as the up-and-coming star athlete of, of this futuristic, lightning-fast FPS blood sport in which people die. Don't talk. D d don't ask too many questions about how the, 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 the sport that, that this character in, in the, in the Cyberpocalypse Now universe is taking place in. But, uh, okay, I'm so there... to condense it down... There will bit. be callbacks to gladiatorial games yeah, and To sports. condense it down a bit, because we're only on the second bullet point here. Your 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 pictures and your scope are quite large. Yeah, we're investors here. We we need it yeah, in English. We, we, we haven't got time to listen to all of this backstory of all the characters. You you want to make a story driven FPS with bullet time like Doom twenty sixteen? Sounds well, good. Well, Doom twenty sixteen wasn't like a contained arena shooter. Like it was a corridor shooter from start to finish. I want what? I want no, to have like a single player sports game. No. Like, the second level of Doom, like, you're on Mars and you're, like, in this up-and-down vertical-based arena area that you have to, like, move and navigate through things and jump on top of, like, hills to, like, find all the different enemies before you progress to the next arena. Like, Doom 2016 was, like, small segmented arenas that were definitely not corridor shooters, I don't think. But you don't understand, Cyberpocalypse Now will have a good soundtrack, too. <laughs> okay, so speaking of, like, going into the, uh sort of nitty-gritty of it what is the art style in which you are going to go for uh human only spacefaring cyberpunk dystopia of the year 2666 is what i had in my notepad to further elaborate i'm basically imagining like uh gears of war but with more neon and more light-hearted uh <laughs> outfits uh, okay so i heard doom with sunset overdrive okay right yeah Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right. Uh, this is why we're the next question. What is the what is the thematic element there? You said cyberpunk, like cyberpocalypse. Oh, oh now, yes. But yeah, I haven't cyber, heard much cyberpocalypse cyberpunk. now. I've I've only really heard like shooting shit. Like nineties cyberpunk, nineties. Yeah, nineties cyberpunk, cyberpunk twenty seventy seven cyberpunk, the board game cyberpunk. I I want to say cyberpunk. Johnny Monomic style cyberpunk except without actual cyberspace just people in in really messy uh dark foggy wire covered uh uh environments getting onto computers to to watch uh like like a quake irl kind of sport so it's like a blood sport in space yeah and the, to the background of a sunset overdrive doom based video gears game. of war I mean, it more unreal than Gears of War, but basically, 
Unreal, but but playing like a platinum right, action okay, game okay, we're with with, with fun bit. cyberpunk themes. We're condensing this a bit better now. So we, we, I can imagine an Unreal level dressed up in neon with crowds, like you know the scene in Thor Ragnarok when the Hulk and uh, Thor fight. Uh, Matt, you know what? Yes, you're about, yeah, right? I know. What he, of course, I know. I it's just, know he doesn't watch movies. That good scene. movies apparently. He's watched that Thor was, Ragnarok. All right, what when about Thunderdome? You Thor watch crappy movies, Thunderdome. Thunderdome was fun. Yeah. yeah. Matt, you, but, Matt, you know what I mean, right? And yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Watch, the, that's what I'm envisioning. Like, that scene. Like, the okay. crowds and the sort of, like, But as investors, space. the other investor telling me about your idea, this is this is going really, really bad. Yeah, that's true. It sounds true. like this game has the been themes, made before. Themes will include blood sport, uh, athletic lifestyle, uh, societal corruption. Uh, there will be callbacks to gladiatorial games of, of Rome, but filtered through modern nihilism and retro cyberpunk. Oh my God. See, the, the, the oh only part God. you've got me lost on here is that it's a, it's a single-player story-driven thing, but you're, you're taking place entirely in arenas in space. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like the, yeah, one, one, you play will not one. be the one pitching a game. <laughs> like you would have like a set of just a couple slides on on the PowerPoint. You would just have just a, just a good. I don't know. George like, is the guy who turns up. George is the guy who turns up. Fifty page. He's like he's got cards and he's like you have grass. He throws the cards hearts. away and he's like I'm going off the books. Like just let me tell you about the game. He's like Joseph Fares. <laughs> As opposed to fairs, fairs. But no, listen, fares, gentlemen, fares. I, I, I believe that, that this product could uh, create a, a fourth quarter stimulating effect for your bonuses. Uh, um, How much money in, are we see, talking here, Weedman? How much 20, money do you want? 21. Uh, 2021 release date towards the fall for $8 million. Whoa. Whoa. Eight million, and you you want it to take three years of development? Like, how big is your team? Is it two three and a half people? No, we'll just have like good. Wait, eight million would be like three people. Is eight million a d- misleadingly small number? Well, in in game development how, budgets, because I feel how, like it might like, be. Like, how much money are you going to spend on marketing this game? Is it a triple oh, A game? That. Um. Well, let's see. You guys are investors, so. Uh, Cyberpocalypse <laughs> Now will be a triple A um, competitive experience. Wait, you said it was a single player story based arena shooter. Yes, and I never did not say that just now when I told you guys that it was a competitive <laughs> experience. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I like where this is going. This gives people who are going to pitch their ideas to, yeah, right. uh, a good train example is always a good way to, to show. What they yeah, to, to show like what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so for eight I mean, million dollars, there, there is essentially a good idea in that. Just you weigh on very face ambitious. with everything else. It's very ambitious. You want eight million for three years of development, like, and marketing including in that. Like if it's oh, a oh, oh, game, no, we we'll, we'll, we're gonna we'll compete against like Rockstar and stuff. And yeah, you really like the word AAA. So Cyberpocalypse now, you know, AAA yeah. competitive. Your game engaging will experience. definitely be a mighty number nine situation. You know? <laughs> Are we kickstarting this? Have you thought about a Kickstarter? 
Why would I be kickstarting it? Wait, don't a lot of games also get Kickstarters and private yep. investors at the same yeah, time? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. Double dip in the chip, man. Now, what I want to show you is is a crowdfunding campaign for uh, the <laughs> next four months, launching at uh, the end of this next quarter, that will drive show show proof of interest from a core fan base of. Um, do you have a video like like that you will put on the Kickstarter channel? Uh, 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 fuck Vegas. Where's Vegas? Where's Vegas? Um, yeah, yeah. Just give my associate a minute, and I'll uh, whip <laughs> us do you have like something a, up. We're in the middle of a meeting, like a sir. We need that video like now. Yeah. Do we have like? Uh, do you have like a star member of your team who's joining? Like, you know, when you have like one of those Kickstarters, and it's like we have. Mega Man 9 composer uh, Yoko uh, Shimomura joining us for our Kickstarter if we reach a certain goal. Do you have like that? Do you have someone uh, joining you? Hey, Matt. What are you going to be up to? <laughs> 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 I was thinking like Hideki Kamiya, not that visual. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so low on the totem pole there. Uh, no, on your, just, on your, on your name not, dropping... You, um, you're busy. You're there. busy, Matt. Matt, see, for, we're for a team, Matt. Dollars, Don't do this. <laughs> for only $8 million, we have a production budget that will not include celebrity development. We feel that that is a kind of kind of portful, wasteful way of spending a, a volatile production budget. Uh, what we're going to do is um, hire up a bunch of people from Newgrounds uh, to make our 3D first-person project using... Flash and Silverlight. Uh, we're going to mm -hmm. have a soundtrack uh, with that eight million dollar budget. That soundtrack is going to be made by by uh, a a someone in new a local artist in Georgia. Student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the band is called Creative Commons. They're um okay, okay. Kind of I think, a synth wave. I think, I think we've heard enough. I think we've heard it. No, no, no. That's he needs to describe the video. Since we, we, we obviously don't have the video, you need to describe what's happening right, in the right. video. Right, right. Okay, so here's um. Oh, my, what do you know? My... He's just playing a scene from Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my my associate, mm -hmm. um, what's what's like a video editor? Steek Wozniak mm -hmm. um, is going to now present to you guys a presentation of what... Presented. What the look and feel, and and the estimated target render for two and a half years from now, will uh, we'll be like. for for Cyberpocalypse what now. What are you launching on as well in twenty twenty one? Uh uh uh. I, let me talk over the video oh. to say that <laughs> we're going to be looking for late. for a release <laughs> platform of of current and next generational consoles. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> he sent us movie clips. <laughs> can can we guarantee that Keanu Reeves will take part? Would he be voicing uh, the character? Well like I said, we 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 want to trim some excess expenses for um like novelty celebrity appearances and whatnot. We're we're gonna be trying to keeping things on a uh Say like a I was in when you middle said to die class. Well, what we uh, we, 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 we don't want Keanu Simon Reeves. Though. We want the look and feel of Keanu Reeves. He was good in John the, Wick. Why, why are you hating on on Keanu? The look and feel of Keanu I'm Reeves. Keanu. I fucking love Keanu. That's why I'm, well, I'm 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 investing if Keanu's involved. 
the look and feel of Keanu, in that case, the look and feel of Keanu Reeves will be playing the voice and facial model of, of your, oh, well, we also need a female, can't, who's? See, Who I was right gonna in? make Oh, that. shit, I forgot Ice-T was in this movie. <laughs> um, yes, you'll, we'll, we'll have diversity. You can, you can choose between the look and feel of Keanu Reeves, the look and feel of Ice-T, or the look and feel of Lucy Liu. Wow. Bless him of that. I wonder if anyone can guess what movie he sent us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so bad. <laughs> well, so what do you what do you what do you gen gentlemen? Da the dads I, of the we've dad. We've heard enough. Den. We've heard enough what? today on dad on <clears throat> dad den. <laughs> Matt Matt Are you gonna dad be investing? Den. No, that's a it's a strong no. <laughs> strong, I see. S strong. Thank you. You meant to thank you meant to say thank you for your, for your time. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll be on my way. I'm, I, hey, okay. Well, all right. All right. You know what? You know what? If you don't want to, you don't want to hear from me. That's fine. If you, that's if cool. you can get a a, a, no, a kick, if 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 Corona Reeves, you get him to kick me. <laughs> in the stomach then i will <laughs> gladly give you eight million dollars is that what you get a kick out of literally mm, yeah exactly getting a kick out of a kick i want if that you can spend your production budget on getting matt to invest the money that he would have spent on keanu reeves kicking him in the stuff i don't think this works matt uh, no it's, like it's you fine. would just you would just be paying for keanu reeves to kick you in the stomach Yes. So, what what about our next judge? Um, I mean, you you had me at Vanquish, you lost me at story based Unreal, and for as much as Cyberpunk is the in I thing see. now, in twenty twenty one, you didn't even have a platform in which you were going to launch on, and you you promised me Keanu in your video. But then you were going to have, like, those Kingdom Hearts actors that, like, knock off Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean style. And Johnny Deep. I'm just, I'm, I'm just not in. I'm, I'm sorry. Johnny Doop. Johnny Doop. Okay. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a, it's we'll a be softer on our way. no than Matt, but it's a no. All right. Come on, guys. We're going to go to Indiegogo now. Or he's, he's talking to himself because actually fig. there's no one on his team. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> so if you think that you can do better than George and convince yes. us that you have a cool game idea that is thoroughly thought out and very clearly concise that we can discuss and also maybe get excited about, giddy about if you're, uh, you know, if, if it's actually a good idea that would be worth playing. Um, we're interested to hear what your ideas are. So thank you so much, as always, for listening to this episode of Dad and Sons. Email us your ideas, podcast at uh, gmail.com. Uh, I don't know if George is still here. I'm at Indiegogo. Or Matt. Um, <laughs> I, I am here. <laughs> Against your will in the dad den. Yeah. Yeah, dad basement. Dad closet. It'll never Please open a closet for dad. Where are the sons? <laughs>